To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kirk, episode 99. We're back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And all your popular platforms get your podcast from. I'm your host, Coach Divas, alongside Coach Kurt. We are the mistress of the airways, back in your building, back in your airways, back in your AirPods, AirPods, and your, your television sets, however you're getting this cast ring, ringed up to you, downloaded to you. We are here in the building, man. We're definitely here. We're bred back to bring you, though. Podcast with a barbershop, as Coach Curry like to call it. The podcast yeah. with a barbershop, the real rap, raw, unfiltered mm-hmm. content. And this show is going to be no different, man. This show is going to be no different, man. First and foremost, Coach Curry, how you doing out there, good brother? Oh, man, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like LSU after uh, the national title win. They can't see me. Okay. They can't see okay. me right now. Okay. Okay. And all right, dang. All right, dang. Wait, how you that's feeling? That. How you I'm feeling? good, man. This, this is a good way to start this start it off. Jump yeah. jump off Joe Button style. It's a good way to start it off. So listen, man. <laughs> We're here to tell you. We're here to tell you that uh this is this podcast is not gonna be the fan of heart. So uh for the for the for the people that that that, that like to play victim and and like to uh you know uh cry wolf when uh you know they're really the wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you might want to tune away because uh, we're gonna we're gonna get on we're gonna get some we're gonna come to the congregation this morning, this evening, or this afternoon, whenever you listen to this on the replay, and we're gonna we're gonna let you know exactly what is what's good. We're gonna come let to you know Jesus exactly. moment. Yes, definitely Tonight. a come to Jesus moment. That's a great way to put it. A come to Jesus moment. So yes, indeed, man. So yeah. listen, man, we are one episode away from the big yeah. one hundred, the century mark. The Central Mark is about to be in the books coming in seven days. And I'm here to tell you that the show for 100 is jam-packed. So we're going to get that all out the way. We're going to let you know that if you don't, if you catch any episode this year, you want to catch episode 100 because we got a, a litany of guests. Of course, the show is going to be epic. And yep. we're doing things different and definitely uh, for one for the ages, man. So uh, if we don't, if you don't uh, appreciate what we're doing already, <laughs> understand that it's, it's going to be, in the words of Kid Pill, it's going to be a whole another level you hear me a whole another level so yeah childish <laughs> disrespectful insubordinate and churlish <laughs> that's exactly what it's gonna be i mean man you done no- messed up a.a ron <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shaq Hennessy's office <laughs> and tell him what you did. <laughs> Listen, man, getting to 100 is no small feat. Uh, no, man, no, man, you gotta put in 100 reps and 100 hours to really get better at anything. So, that's what to they make say. It this long, you know, and to keep being consistent for 100 episodes, man, that's no small feat, but it's gonna be ignorant. It's gonna be, it's going. Listen, I was so southern right now. I said, it's gonna be ignorant. You did. Listen, that Southern draw was there. You have to let them know where you was from down there. That's that Louisiana. That's that Louisiana. That's that Cajun. That's yeah, that Cajun man. Draw. I did not say it's going to be. No, I said it's going to be ignorant. Ignorant. In the words of Terrence Howard, it's going to be ignorant off the hook. <laughs> In the words of my man Denzel, I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from around the way. I'm leaving with something. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yeah, man, congratulations. Oh. Uh, congratulations to you as well. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot that goes into producing a podcast. That's no small feat. So to do it 100 reps. Man, man. goes to you and, and congratulations to you as well for putting in that time. You listen, know, man, if we had if we had our flowers, listen for you rocking with me for hundred, 
Plus, yeah. listen, you know, yeah. through the ups and downs, ebbs and flows, but we didn't been through a flooded basement. We didn't been through, you know, sickness. We didn't been through health. You know, yep. we didn't been through death. So listen, man, I'm here. I'm here to say, appreciate you for yeah, sure, man. Definitely you. hanging in there with me, man. And to a hundred more. hundred more. So hundred more. more. So hundred more. Yeah. So yeah, man, let's get into it. Let's talk about oh, today. Let's yeah. talk about today. The headlines yeah. are speak for themselves. I mean, yes. we're just going to talk about it. Yes. You know, selective outrage, the MVP mm-hmm. race, final push. If you follow me on social media, you haven't seen the headlines and wallpapers already, man. So it's definitely, you know, going to be a real episode, man. So, um, you know, to start things off, to start things off, I just want to say, you know, when it comes down to certain things in life, right, a lot of things have changed in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, technology, art, cinema, medicine, even people genetically, you know, we're taller now. We're living longer these days, right, in, in the past years. One thing, however, hasn't changed or is very slow to change in the U.S., especially now in this country, in the United States of America, or not so United States. And that's racism. So, yeah, tournament women's game was the most highly viewed 9.9 million viewers at a peak of 12.6 million viewers at its height on Sunday afternoon. It, it was a, it was an epic battle. It was an epic matchup. I would argue that that game was more entertaining than the men's game was. I mean, no shout out, no shade to the men. You know, shout out to UConn for winning that, that uh, another title in that historic franchise. But the women's game was epic. It was yeah. epic. I mean, just to say, you know, the, the highest rated uh, men or women's game. Matter of fact, according to the graphic, you know, it was one of the, it was one for the ages. It really was. It really was. So, you know, that being said, you know, we. You know, we are we enter into this stratosphere about why, you know, this game was so highly rated. You know, and people draw up the idea of, of selective outrage when it comes to things and what people can and can't do these days in their eyes, and, and, that's, and that's, that's bothersome to me. So, you know, what's under what's not what's not lost on me is that as we entered into this women's title game, which is highly anticipated. You know the women's the women's LSU team going against a red hot Iowa team, uh, who had just dethroned the the champions of the Gamecocks of South Carolina, Don Stelly's group, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they come off of the heels of beating them in the semifinal game, which we all felt like you know South Carolina was you know damn near unbeatable, right? Yeah, they beat them, and that should have been a headline. Like you know this matchup is going to be the matchup of the ages, another SEC team versus the Iowa team that you know dethroned the national champions, right? You know as Rick Flair always says, to beat the man, you got to beat the man, right? To be the man, you got to be the man. So, you know, that's, you know, it, to be the man, you got to be the man. I'm sorry for misquoting you, Rick. I'm sorry. <laughs> but regardless of that, you know, that should have been the headline. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, many, you know, many argue the idea that this game was, had more interest in it than it, than just the basketball game. You know, that was the issue. Like you, you literally had, uh, you know, for some people's, you know, I guess you can say, Chagrin. So some people chagrin. It was a it was an all white team in Iowa facing an all black team in LSU. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it was, with such social media blaze saying they were only going to watch the game now because Iowa was in it versus it being South Carolina LSU because now they have invested interest. And you know, you can glean for that from what you want, take from what that what you want. But that's I know how I took it. But that's what that's what the headlines were coming out on social media that people were automatically invested in this game now because of who was in it. Yep. Right. So let's start off by addressing the game. So, what did you think about the game first and foremost, as as, as the as the basketball game as a whole? What were your thoughts on? It? Oh man, when you when you look at the game, 
right? I can personally tell you that I was someone that as the women's national championship for basketball continued, I watched that more than the male um, basketball game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many times people have said that some that the women's game still has that level of technique, level of passion, level of desire and interest that at times ebbs and flows out of the men's game. I am a huge Don Staley fan. I've been a Don Staley fan since she played. Uh, in college. I've watched her when she played in college. I followed her career. I followed when she coached at our alma mater. I followed when she went to South Carolina. We talked about behind the scenes, some of the, the women basketball players that we've heavily admired. And so when I saw Iowa dethrone South Carolina and LSU win, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a game, right? You're talking about one of the brightest stars in women's basketball, Caitlin Clark, um, going against another superstar from the local area, Maryland born and raised, Mm -hmm. uh, Angela Reese. So you had juggernauts. I'm talking about on one hand, Angel Reese, super NIL deals. It's Angel Reese, by the way. It's Angel Reese. (laughs) Angel Reese. (laughs) You have you have her, uh, you know, and being again local area, um, great brand, juggernaut in basketball, transferring to LSU. Uh, you have a very lightning rod head coach at LSU, right? And now you're going against one of the 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 pronounced stars of women's basketball in Iowa. Both Mm. of them have game. Angel is a walking double, double. Caitlin is a lights out shooter. She's she's a Steph Curry, you know, in women's clothing. Exactly. Be real about it. Can't take away the game, right? Can't Mm. take away that she can ball. She can Mm. shoot. She can go. This, unfortunately, became again a lightning rod for something bigger than what was should have been on the court we saw great basketball we saw we saw a great storyline come into play Mm -hmm. what was iowa going to do they caught fire they've been going through uh the tournament lsu kind of didn't know what team was going to show up? They gained momentum, right? So coming into this, you had two of the brightest stars uh, playing on the court. So when I watched the game, oh, man, I'm talking about locked in, front and center, loving it, right? Mm-hmm. And even though Angel, and this is the part we're going to get to, they wanted to discredit because she wasn't the leading score. Listen, mm-hmm. I, I will say it. I said it once and I'm going to say it again. There are certain players that are the heartbeat of their team. They Mm -hmm. are the engine that drives the car. And the team goes, even if they are not scoring, their energy, their leadership, uh, what they bring on the court is the most important thing. And they don't have to be the leading scorer. Matter of Mm -hmm. fact, when you have other players, we've coached, there's going to be times when certain players at certain moments get hot and it may not be your star player. So you let them cook, 
right? You don't mm-hmm. force it. You let them cook. Caitlin came in. She played a great brand of basketball. It just wasn't Iowa's night, and it wasn't their time. LSU was hot. I'm talking about first quarter, second quarter. Mm-hmm. They they was lights out, hitting threes, jumpers. They wasn't missing. And I think coming into this, they did get some energy from seeing South Carolina lose. Oh, they did pay absolutely. attention to the mm-hmm. narrative that was mm-hmm. being said, the words that were being utilized to describe, unfortunately, the difference between teams. And we've seen that, right? Somebody is called passionate. Somebody mm-hmm. else called a thug. Somebody is called uh, having fire for the game. Somebody else is called disrespecting the game. The game became bigger than what it should have, where it should have just stayed on the hardwood. So saying that, I loved it. I see why the it topped out at 12, mm-hmm. stay consistent at nine. But you're right on this. Some of the people tuning in had ulterior motives of why they were watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. They had Absolutely. 100% ulterior motives, and some of the good old boys were mm-hmm. ready to sing Oh, they were ready to cake. Oh, mm. they they had a blue Ford ready mm. to go mm. and drive around the city to proclaim, pro- proclaim that the purity of basketball was back. Yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't happen, right? And again, you are seeing two young ladies when in today's time, we should be looking to bring, using sports to bring people together these two young ladies became political pawns for no reason. That's right? a great one. That's a great point. people to use a divisive interest to separate. And this is why, even though the locker room is supposed to be the one place that brings people together, sports is supposed to be the most least racial mm-hmm. out of all times, we get to see why in 2023 there are certain things that said we haven't we haven't gotten better we haven't progressed because internal feelings internal conversations dinner room um uh, living room conversations came outside and unfortunately we're seeing the true nature of some people yeah and they use these two young ladies to drive their narrative and now these young women are being used to create and drive conversations that they just want at the end of the day, play basketball and let it be about the game. Right. They even, and, and, and after this, I'm going to throw it to you. The, I'm so grateful that angel had sportsmanship walking through the, the hand, the, the, the high five line at the end of the game. Because if she would have been in her emotions and went sideways, oh, geez. You mean Angel or Caitlin? You mean Angel or Caitlin? No, Angel had sportsmanship that when she, as the winner, going through and talking to Caitlin, she had nothing but praise of, hey, great opponent, great game, Mm -hmm. wish you the best. Caitlin came out and said everything that she said to me in the handshake line was complimentary. If it would not have been, if Angel would not have been aware of the moment and went sideways, oh, geez, 
see, see that, and, and, and that's 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 where I get that's why I get you know in up in arms. I'm gonna let me say that. That's why I get up in arms because you know the idea. You know, I'm I'm gonna say this, but I'm gonna get back to my point about the game because yes. I want to I want to address the game. You yeah. know, because this is something we discussed. You know, uh, you know, um, in pregame that sure. you know yeah. we had. You know, we've had a long history of watching women's basketball, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's not we're not we're not casual fans. You know, we we go back to the you know to the early past summer days, Geno's run. You know, we yes. talk about Shamiqua Holes, we talk about Candace Parker. You know, Simone yeah. Augustus. I mean, we can go on and on about the lineage of women's basketball, right? College and yeah. pro. You know, yeah. but you know what I get up in arms about is that how you have to there's no room for error or no room for uh, an emotional moment when it comes to people with darker skin. But yes. when people have lighter skin, they can have these moments and it just, they're just competitive. They're just emotional. It's just, a, it just, a, it's just, you know, they just give them a mulligan as they put it. Right. You know, yeah. where it's just a bad moment. It's not, it doesn't define who they are. Right. You know, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the part that bothers me. BC what's happening. Good buddy. So, but my issue with the with my issue is is that you know the fact that you know the the double standard that mm-hmm. is you know your character and how you act and how you should carry yourself right you know mm-hmm. because that's just a a, a a a a ploy to you know to to marginalize and discredit people's you know accomplishments right that that yeah. have darker skin that's that's yeah. issue one issue now getting back to the game I'm gonna get back to the game real quick before we dive in deep into this issue now the game had its ebbs and flows. Yep. You know, uh, you know, it started off, you know, start off early, you know, foul trouble, turnovers early, especially if LSU's, you know, you know, uh, from LSU's perspective, you know, but mm-hmm. things, you know, in the course of things quietly, um, they quieted down quite quickly, you know, so I, so that part, you know, was, you know, good to see, um, you know, after the first, you know, maybe a couple of minutes of jitters, things, you know, started to settle and Kalen and Angel started to assert their dominance, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you saw them, you know, do their, you know, normal things they do as their leaders of their team, right? Kaden was hitting remarkable shots. You know, Angel was dominating the paint. You know, the difference maker for me, and this was my headline for the whole entire game, is that the sum of the parts was just better than the one. You know, Kaden yes. was in, an all-time great player. And it's it's, it's, yes. it's a it's a blessing for college basketball from the women's perspective, which her and Angel not done yet. They're not going yes. to the WNBA yet. They still got eligibility left, so they can play college basketball some more so we get to see this mm-hmm. again. And this particular, you know, rivalry goes back to when she was back in Maryland. They they played each other on more than one occasion. So they don't they're not they're not new to each other. And Angel won both times against her. And she did. She hasn't That's lost her, her yet. Third win. She has not lost her yet. That's a great point. Yes. So again, you know, and I'm and Caitlin's broken records already. I'm sure she's gonna break more, but she's just yes. one person. And I feel like the LSU team as a whole was better top to bottom than Iowa was. And that then that was just it. You know, and it, yes. it really showed down the stretch because you saw Jasmine can't Jasmine Carson hit a lot of shots early. She couldn't miss in the second quarter when Angel had foul trouble. Then yeah. Alexis Morris brought it home at the end. Well, again, because like I said, they were mired by foul trouble all, all game. Alexis Morris took over the game on both sides. She was guarding Caitlin on one end and she was scoring on the other end and, and driving offense as a point guard. So that's to me, that's still, the, that's still the deal. That's still the yep. deal. And that's just, that should have should have been left at. Right then and there, that's that's how the game should have been narrated and should have been put out there, but it wasn't. And so mm-hmm. then we get to the post game. This is what people all, all want to harp on. Angel trolling Caitlin. Right, you can you they can't you can't see me celebration, right? Mind you, that she put Caleb performed that same exact celebration, so it was just a jab at her saying that she was you know basically being overconfident. She hadn't won anything yet, so I'm going to throw it back at you. Been done before, will be done again, you know. But yet again, because it's an all black team versus all white team, all of a sudden everybody wants to paint a picture of a color color barrier, right? Now they yeah. can you know yeah. it's all good when I do it, but it's a problem when they do. Problem it. when you do it. Listen, exactly. 
Listen, that's that's where it was. And and again, I love that you brought that up because. Listen, there is we grew up watching basketball when there was talking, when there was chirping. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was. And again, when you have I'm going to switch to basketball. When you have Aaron Rodgers, discount, double check, I'm the people's champ. When mm. people play and they beat them, they do it, right? Exactly. If they go against um, – Dustin uh, Jefferson in the gritty. They gritty. Jerry they Harrison the gritty. grittied on them, yeah. Right? They go yeah. gritty on them. Yeah. If they do – if they play in Tyreek Hill and they slow him down, stop him, beat him, they going to do the cheetah move and run mm. and break the uh, – break the 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 – tape as if they racing right? right that is normal when you are playing against someone and they have a signature move and then you beat them you do that back throw it right, to back, them, throw it right back out right? right and so again caitlin the game before mm-hmm. did the john cena you can't uh, see me. better yet no matter of fact i'm up i'm gonna pull it up for you we ain't we don't gotta speculate i'm gonna show exactly what happened yeah let's let's do that which is ring me. Yeah. Right. So she throw it back at her. Now, you know, you say, well, why did she do that? Because of what? Kaylin did it prior to that in the semifinal game. Okay. So one for one, right? But again, again, it's because cool they, they do it. Exactly. But what because they don't look alike, all of a sudden it's an issue. You know, and this is this is this is a bigger problem that they're spearheaded or, or came to a head, I should say, when it came down to the idea of them playing a nice title game. Because yet again, Angel said it best that she'd been labeled as all these things a thug, unprofessional ghetto, bad for the sport, carried, fake champion, right? But when yep. Kaylin is, is competitive and she's doing well and she's hitting all the shots and she's carrying her team, you know, she's a queen, she's competitive, you know, she's good for the sport, she's a champion at heart. Everybody got good things to say about her, but you want to bash and, and, and berate uh Angel because let's be real. You know, she was the most vi- most important player, most outstanding player of the whole entire tournament. You know, yes, yes, she had 15 and 10, but let's be honest. Had she not been in foul trouble in the second quarter, she would likely would have had 25 and 20. Yes. She missed the whole quarter because of foul trouble. Yes. She missed yes. the whole quarter. And again, the power of having a team, right? When you look at what happened, you have uh, Alexis Morris went for 21. Yep. You have Jasmine Carson going for 22. Exactly. You have Williams going for 20 and then you have Angel going for 15. Again, I've said this and broke down. When you look at someone's roster and mm. you start to see multiple players double digits across the board, mm. that's a team that's able to help each other out, right? Like you saying here, Danny, what a classless move by Angel Reese doing way too much to taunt Clark. How is she taunting her? How many people have you seen? I can tell you and count Aaron on Donald, multiple hands. Joe Burrow. Uh, uh, yeah, Aaron Donald, Joe Burrow, Steph Curry. I mean, Ringling. yeah, all of it in front of people's face on during the game. This is the game isn't Ringling. over. I'm not in a press conference. This is during the game. So there's, there's, there is no difference. So, you know, the fact that people have, you know, stepped up to this, you know, fake, you know, outraged plate that or, or soapbox that they want to be on because one, she's a woman. You know, because women holistically have gotten browbeaten from the idea that they shouldn't be boisterous, they shouldn't show emotion, they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do that. You know, I, I harken back to what, what uh, a, a you know, it was a parody, but it was true. It was true, real life. With Sonali that played uh, her character in Love and Basketball. You yeah. know, when 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 a guy jumps in the face, get all in the face, and in, in jaws in the face, they they get a slap on their butt. 
But when she do it, she totally gets sit down and act like a lady. You know, people forget how fiery Pat Summit was as a player Kim and Mulkey, coach. Go back. Go, no, let's let's talk about present. Kim Mulkey was on the court the whole damn game. The whole know, game. Coaching, coaching in her, in her in her in her best Sunday outfit. So again, the players is, are representative of the coach. So you don't listen, think LSU is going to be fiery? Listen, it takes just as much, if not more, to play women's basketball at a high level and, and, and be that uh, entertaining of Facts. a sport that they are putting on right now as the men Facts. have to deal with. So yes, I'm going to be passionate. Yes, I'm going to be you know excited. Yes, I'm going to be intense. It's going to be just as much of a, a pitch, a heightened pitch of intensity that it would be in a men's game. And period. Facts. Period. Facts. So and again, it was within the play of the court it was within the time of the game and so that's what happens i don't know when people all of a sudden and again it's amazing how you don't you talk about taunting when it's directed one way because when caitlin playing south carolina and people tried to spin this narrative that oh well she did it towards her bench Mm. No, she did it saying, you can't see me. You can't hold me. You can't stop me, right? right. Mm-hmm. Now, that is, as a competitor, I'm watching that. I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. Now that we're winning, hey, you, you, you called your game too soon. Guess what? You can't see us. And oh, by the way, ring us Here's because that. we're about to be champions, Forever. right? Forever. 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 Can't take that away. First, and now with this title new, in, the, in school history, mind you, first title in school history. history. And you, again, as you said, men and women, you don't think these women care about basketball as much as men? You don't think they hours and hours time? that they put in every single day. Angel Listen. did not wake up and, and look like that. No, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't roll out of bed and, and look like that. She put in the work. Caitlin the work? put yes. in the work. You hear me? Sweating, right. blood, sweat, and tears. Both of them have put in the yes. work. Just like every other woman on their court has been doing it for hours and hours on the end for their whole entire life, practically. I'm sure they all have been in basketball since they were very little girls. Com- and competing. And when and you competing. have a coach yeah. like at LSU's coach, you know she's driving them at practice oh, because yeah, they're not just going She's pushing average. them 10 times harder than they would ever get pushed in a game just, just so they could be that good. To be great. And Don Staley... She alerted us to what was coming. It did. Because as she said, you shouldn't be calling these women what you are and especially saying it and it's getting back to me and I'm hearing it. Be careful what you say in public. Right. right. And she's letting it be known. She she called this to the carpet before it happened. Right. And it happened. Yep. Right. And right now, on, two days later, two days later, everything mm-hmm. she said came to pass about this situation and, really and like you it. said these women they care they're playing their hearts out they want it as much as anybody else and instead of this just being basketball within the confines of the game this went back to Adolph Rupp and Kentucky Talk playing about it. Come on now. Talk about you know, it. You know, and, and know again, exactly. and, and this is where some people, some 
uh, uh, darker, uh, more melanated players say they feel some type of way winning the Adolf Rupp Award. When you go back and study what the he was about, Adolf Rupp, what he exactly. stood for, mm-hmm. how much he despised losing that game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. that, that's a great point. That's a great point. And I yeah. and, and I'm a, and I'm gonna close on this because I want to move on, you know, to to our, our further topics. But I'm gonna say like this, you know, if you know, despite Danny Cannell and Obermans and 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 uh, Dave Portnoy's comments, which were classes in their own right and and so, ill informed, because Oberman comes out later and said, "Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't know that that she had did it first. How you really? It was trending. You know, because again, he was one of those people that you know. Because I, I saw if you look at his timeline, you can see all the stuff he tweeted after that. And who, who is it about? Is a is a certain person that's in being indicted right now in New York. He's got yeah. a lot of tweets about that. So you can yeah. see that I'm sure that the dog whistling to him got got back to him about this game and the reason why mm-hmm. he was even tuned in because I'm sure he hadn't paid not a lick of attention prior to this because he had had he had paid attention he would have seen what had been going on and what had been transpiring with Caitlyn not taking any thing away from her that'll be passionate let her celebrate she did what she did she was she you know she let people know who she was she had arrived and she's and she's gonna be here. For a minute, I'm the best player in the league. This year. Point game, she has a right listen, to do that. This, exactly. She do do what you do. Do what you do. I have yeah. no issue with you doing that and letting people know that you are the best player on the court. I have no issue with that. But yet again, you have you had no you had no inclination of what had been going on, and you just tuned in for this particular game because everybody that that's that you you know side with were all like, Oh, we gotta watch this game, we gotta see Iowa beat these girls. So now you were tuned in, and then when she got beat. You know, uh, we, you know when Caitlin got beat, who you were rooting for most likely, then you want then you want to come cape for because you say he was she was classless, she's an idiot, she's a piece of whatever. You because you because she to you she looked like she's taunting her, and you don't want her to feel bad about herself. When in reality, mm-hmm. Caitlin didn't even have an issue with it. She mm-hmm. didn't have an issue with it. So and now we getting a now we getting a participation trophy invite the, to the, the White House. We, we we're not even gonna do that today. I, we're not even doing that today. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that today. I just like the way yeah. Angel. I like the way what Caitlin responded to in regards to that. She said that you know it's not for us, it's for them. And yes. Angel said we're not going. If you, if that's what you're doing, we're not going. We're not so going. kudos to them for standing standing on their morals and standing on what they believe in and speaking up and be proud of who they are. Both of them. Yes. Both of them. So I say all that to say, you know, people that have issues and and, and were up in arms and got their panties in a bunch about this whole effort, right? Boom! You see the hat. You see the hat. That's one thing. The second thing is this. The second thing is this. Let the let athletes be athletes. Yes. Not even talking about gender. Let yes. athletes be athletes. If they happen to be male or female, let yes. athletes be athletes. It, let them do what they do. It does not change based upon the fact that they are a different sex. No. That's, that's the bottom line. There it is. We All right. That. So let's move on. Let's talk about... Yeah. Let's talk about the MVP race. Come on. So, you know, we, I would like to say this is our, you know, I guess you can say final word on this before it gets to the end of the season, because by the time we yeah. get on the air next year, next week, it'll be playoff time. Mm-hmm. So we've been going back and forth about this whole, you know, issue about it, about this being a three-man race and who is going to, who's the front runner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got Giannis, of course, you got Jokic and you got Embiid. Now it's, it's weird how things change, right? Because we were talking last week about how, <laughs> That Giannis, you know, and, and Embiid were trailing Jokic on the simple fact that 
they were they were unavailable at a certain stretch of of, of games, you know, based upon games played. You know, Jokic yeah. was leading, you know, anywhere between seven to ten game disparity when uh when against Embiid and against uh Giannis uh um for the title, right, or for or for the front runner for the award. Even the odds makers were leaning toward Jokic, and on cue. He gets he goes down with a calf injury, or or he's been sitting out due to calf tightness for the last two to three games, and yep. now the, the idea of them, uh, you know, the games being played is getting tight now. Like so, yeah. it's, it's 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 almost like I think I'm a, I'm gonna pull the numbers up in a second, but it's it's just weird that it's funny that he's now sitting out now. The the gap is being closed and the odds are changing. Mm-hmm. So, prime example, the odds are now in favor of Embiid. It was Jokic yeah. last week. Now everybody yeah. has has uh, Embiid in, in, in a leader as far as odds makers are concerned. Who's going to be the MVP? Mm-hmm. Interesting how things change week to week, right? Quick. So, and I, and I found it funny because I just watched Giannis give Yoke Embiid the business on Sunday. Mm. <laughs> like, like I literally watched. I watched the highlights of him because I clearly I was watching the women's game, so I didn't watch much NBA basketball until the Lakers played yes. like that evening. But yes. I, from a highlight perspective, in the score perspective, in the, in the stat book perspective, Giannis gave Embiid the business. But yet Embiid still leading the leading the, the charge at this moment, and Jokic just falling a little bit because he hadn't been playing. So mm-hmm. it just it just it just wild to me that how things change, right? And we only got four games left for the most people, right? Yep. So getting to the numbers itself. So now Giannis is up to 62, uh, and B's up to 64, and Jokic is still holding at 67 because he hadn't played since we talked last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, the numbers, you know, from a from a points per game rebound and things of that nature uh, are still holding. Uh, and B's uh, team is third. You know, Jokic's team is still in first, and Giannis' team is still in first. Giannis' team has a, a, a clear lead in, in team in terms of record. So they're clearly the best team in the league. You know, he's <laughs> averaging 31. Embiid's averaging 33, you know, although Jokic is only averaging 24, almost 25, he's having a damn near triple-double. You know, yep. so you have that aspect of it. Best team in the West, averaging a triple-double. So, yeah. So, again, you know, who, you know, is this race really that tight? You know, and uh, and and will it, you know, with a narrative shift? Because, I mean, we've, or, or even harking back to even January, we were saying it was Jokic's award to lose. You know, yeah. now, you know, Embiid went on a run. Giannis came back from injury. Now, all of a sudden, you know, the, the you know, the, you saw, you look at, look in the rear view, all of a sudden, here they come running fast, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so when it comes down to, you know, the idea of the uh, MVP award, the rule is going to change here shortly. So I want to get your take on a couple of things. So one, you know, do you feel like, you know, the, the idea of Jokic sitting out now is going to play into it? One and two, being that the league is going to change the rule next year, where you have to be a 65 minimum game player to be eligible for major league awards, is that going to subliminally play into the effect of voters this year? Um, so I'll start with the last question first. I I don't think so. I think it's going to. Well, let me change that. I think it will, but it will be negative towards Giannis. Mm-hmm. And positive towards Jokic. I think when looking at this, and even though this is coming, you know, next year, I think right now, looking at it as you described, it's hurting Giannis, even mm-hmm. though now he's played 62. So they're catching up to Jokic, even though Jokic was leading. Um, 
both Embiid and definitely leading Giannis at the time because right. of Giannis having injury. Yeah, I mean, because um, you look at the numbers. I mean, if he plays the last, you know, games of the season, he's going to meet the 65. Of course, Embiid's going to make it. He's only got one game left. You know, actually, they're probably yeah. playing right now because there's a bunch of there's a litany of games going on right now. So they're going to make all make 65. But I'm just curious, do you think that's going to play into it? I, I, subconsciously, I think it's going to have a a an effect. And that's why I say it's going to negatively impact Giannis and mm. positively impact Jokic. But going to your first question, I really believe there is this let's give it to Jokic at all possible ways, mm. right? I just mm. really feel there is this narr- this this underlying current of mm. no matter what, let's give it to him. Um, and, you know, last week I said, hey, man, I got to change my narrative. He played both of them. They He won both games, even though uh, Embiid didn't play. We knocked Embiid. I kind of, you know, like, hey, Embiid, why didn't you look at this compared to that? Even though I do understand that Mm. you're a big man, calf injuries for big men can be very problematic. We've seen people pop Achilles. I do get it. Like, hey, we got to get ready for the playoffs. Mm. And then when you know it, after our show, Jokic goes out with calf strain, calf injury. Now, then here comes who I, again, my heart wants to give it to him, mm-hmm. who is Giannis. When they played against Philadelphia, his stat line was 33 mm. points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists compared to uh, 28 points for MB, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Like you said, gave him the business, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about Giannis. He's played centers, guards, forwards, and gave people business. He's to me, he is that dog. And but in the words of Loaded Lux, you're gonna get this work. You're gonna get this work. Look, <laughs> you gonna get let him let him cook. I got him. He's gonna get mm-hmm. this work. Uh, but I really do believe that there's been this ground swelling, this current of mm-hmm. let's give it to Jokic. They just it, it's it's his to lose. Mm-hmm. I think it's getting closer. But I think he's again. The narrative has been the narrative has been put out there. The push has been put out there. Mm-hmm. The hey, you know, as you stated, he's number one. Their team is winning. All this, even though he's injured right now, I really think. Well, breaking news: he's he playing tonight. Breaking news: he's uh, playing tonight. He's playing tonight against the, against the Rockets. He's so again, mm-hmm. it would it would take him having to miss all the games or. Mm-hmm. They go on this losing streak for him to lose. I really believe it's his to lose, and he's still in the subconscious mind so far ahead that people are just ready to give it to him. Okay, okay. Well, it's interesting uh, because uh, I, I share some of what you said, but in a different manner because okay. I feel like that they're they're clamoring, trying to give it to Embiid. Because you you have to look at it, and I'm just looking at it from an Osmaker perspective because and, and what certain people that have votes have been saying, right? Right. Um, you know, Kendrick Perkins came out, you know, glowingly for Giannis the other day and saying that he has a vote and he's voting for Giannis. Giannis is the best player on the best team, which he definitely yeah. has an argument to, you know, to say, you know. Um, I like that statement right there. That's oh, good. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a yeah. good one. 
Yeah, Jokic winning is giving the best supporting actors award to Jamie Lee Curtis when Angela Bassett deserved it. That's yeah. a good one. Facts. That's a damn fact. That's a good one. That's a good one. But again, he's been campaigning for the award for quite some time. Like for the last two, yeah. three years, he's been campaigning for it. And he's been, you know, uh, verbally upset when he hasn't won it, right? Yoga's mm-hmm. won it twice in a row. So I'm I'm feeling like, you know, just to kind of put the idea to bed, let's go back to my point last week about people having a hard time voting for somebody three times in a row. You yes. know, they have a hard time doing it. Now, whether he deserves it or not, because like I said, the numbers speak to the idea that Jokic is averaging more numbers and his team is doing better than he did when he won his previous two MVPs. So True. by default, you were like, boy, hell, you got to give him to him again, right? Because he, yeah. he, he's playing better. His team is better. You know, and, and to be honest with you, outside of the, them playing the Warriors the other night, their first night without Jokic, they looked like a total cluster. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. So you took Jokic off that team and playing a good team, a lot of times you don't have the same result, no same outcome. Now, Jamal Murray right. went nuclear, but they weren't enough, yeah. right? So you have to look at that from that perspective. You pull, you know, because if you, also if you look at it from the stretches that when Giannis was when Giannis was out and and B were out, the Bucks in the in the in the center didn't struggle as bad. No. So you know who who's who's the most valuable? Most valuable to the most team, valuable yeah. to the team, right? So that yeah. that that told me you know exactly what you know Jokic means to this Nuggets team versus what Embiid and and uh, and uh, and Giannis means to their team when they're not yeah. on the floor, right? Yeah. So. You know, you would like to believe that, but again, I just like to me for my, you know, you know, unique mind. I'm gonna say it that way. My unique mind makes you feel like that they're trying to find a, a way. Because, but yet again, Giannis keeps getting these wall. You know, he keeps hitting these walls. Excuse me, and B keeps hitting these walls where he, you know, doesn't show up when they need him to. Like mm-hmm. him not playing against Jokers that night. That was a problem for mm-hmm. voters. Him not, him not, uh, him getting outlasted by Giannis. Now, mm-hmm. had he, I promise you this. Had had he beat Jokic head to head and dominated mm-hmm. that game, had he beat Giannis on Sunday, we'd have been talking about a whole different thing. Most people would have been talking about a whole different thing, saying that Giannis is Embiid's, you know, is Embiid's award to lose because he showed up in big moments and the guys he's going against, he's fighting against the winning award from. He showed up and showed out against, and he was the better player that night. Yeah, you no, know, those type of storylines play into people's voters now. Ideas of voters, in my opinion. So had he did that then they would have no issue with voting for him, right? But being, being that he lost in, to, to the Bucks, he didn't play against the Nuggets, it's kind of, it's kind of hard. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the whole, it's the Anthony Davis argument. Yeah. Like, yeah. talent-wise, he might be better. Yes. But he's not available all the time. I got a question for you to answer real quickly. Okay. Do you believe that the team losing is impacting the award, especially for, like, Embiid. Do you think when 76ers lose Mm -hmm. that that's impacting voters' mind, or do you think his play can supersede even if they lose? No, no, because that that goes back to the argument about about Steph and how they barely made the AFC that one year when when Clay was hurt the whole entire year. Mm -hmm. Like, Steph was clearly the best player in the league. But his team was struggling. They could barely make the play, and they got beat in the playing game. So okay. they didn't give him the award that year. And clearly, yeah. he had way better numbers. He had a better shoot percentage. He was lights out from three. Like he clearly dragged that that team, that very young and inexperienced team. No Draymond, no Clay for most of it. He dragged that team into the playing tournament, and he didn't okay. get a, he didn't get any votes. Gotcha. You know, you know, any any prominent votes. So gotcha. I would say that particular idea doesn't play because again, Steph didn't win it that year. 
So okay. I think that, you know, you, you know, for, for Embiid's case, like I said, I, I just feel like, you know, based on his numbers, his team has been, they had that, that, that surge, although they kind of floundering at the moment. I think they, they literally lost, I want to say, four out of the last six. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's going to play into it. But, you know, I kind of wish, you know, to be for my for my own, you know, personal, you know, bias. I don't even call it bias. My own personal uh, fandom. I'm, let me say it that way. My own personal fandom. That I, I honestly, truly wish Giannis didn't miss as many games as he did. Because I really feel like mm-hmm. that's the only thing that's disqualifying right now. Because to me, to be honest with you, we, we're going to put it on 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 true you know, wax and put it on and put it on tape right now. Giannis is the best player, period. Best player Real on the best team. Ball. So Giannis <laughs> should be the MVP. I mean, we're keeping it honest. And he's likely, he's likely, in my opinion, going to be the NBA champion and NBA finals MVP again this year. But yet again, him being the most valuable player of the year, you know, again, you know, the, the idea of him not playing the minimum amount of games, which he probably will meet. He plays the last three games. He'll meet the minimum requirement. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people are still hearkening back to when he, was, he had that wrist injury and he was out. So, you know, and that and it's, it's ironic, too, because during that time frame, as a Zach team from Giannis, when it's out, the NBA took off. Yeah. You know, Jokic's been steady all year. He's been who yeah. he was every the whole year from game one to now. He's been yeah. who he was. But, you know, Giannis went being gone. You know, all you know, first all star break and then Embiid taking off and they going on that, they went on that long stretch of, win, of winning. That's when people started to focus on Embiid being in, in a front runner with Jokic and, and Giannis being third. And the odds makers still haven't changed that narrative. So I feel like Giannis is going to be the odd man out, although I think he's the best player on the best team. But it's going to be, it's going to be a photo finish when it comes down to Giannis and, and, and Jokic winning, in, in my opinion. I mean, Embiid and Jokic, excuse me. Embiid and Jokic winning. I think it's going to be a photo finish. I'm not sure who wins it, honestly. You know, again, because and and, and, it's, it's, it's things that play. The, the inconsistency of Embiid versus right. Jokic being a three-time winner. Like, I think those two things play into it. It's going to be a rough time for voters to decide because they were like, well, on one hand, I want to get him to Embiid, but his inconsistency bothers me. But on the same, on the other hand, you know, I, I have a hard time voting for Jokic has been a three-time MVP. Like I said, nobody's done it since Larry Bird back in the 80s. You know, so I like when one. you talk spicy like that when you, you start speaking like that about Giannis. That makes me want to get a cup of red wine and burn some incense speaking <laughs> the language. That's the same, bro. Like, listen, we've been we've been singing Giannis praises for a minute. Like, soon, yeah. that ascension that ascension to his title, his first title run, we were like, oh, he's here and he's here to stay. Like yes, we sir. literally might be talking about the idea of him wanting being a be- one of the best power forwards in the league when he's done. If he comes on, on the trajectory, you win, you win three or four titles and put up these consistent numbers, you know. Oh. And and he's in his in late twenties. He's not. He's not. He's not old, bro. You know, we talking about apex. That's crazy. Apex he's of his prime. He's getting to the apex of his prime. He's not even got to his apex of his prime yet. So, come on, you know. Now. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know. But again, but we we, we, we said it last old. week. We'll say it again that uh, the best player doesn't always win the award. Where's my robe at? Trying <laughs> <laughs> to make me get a glass of Cavassier up in here. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. So you yeah. know, is anybody's guess? Like I said, I'm glad I don't have to vote this shit because damn, I I would have a tough time. True, you know, because I got True. I got trepidation about both players. That, that that's mm-hmm. a, that's a front runner. I want to give it to Giannis, but people look at me crazy. Like, okay, well, he ain't played but X amount of games and. You know, this on the third, and they they were still pretty good without him. You know, because you had right. games where you know Drew Holiday was the main guy. He would mm-hmm. he hit you for fifty with no Giannis, and they win. You know, the supporting cast is better. You know, they people give you that give you that, give you that a lot. Like, 
you know, even prime example, I think that's probably part of the reason why uh, LeBron didn't win it that year that Derrick Rose won it. Because they look at his Heat team like, oh, he got this loaded Heat team. You know, he got Dwayne Wade, he got Bosch, he got all these shooters. You know, it, it's easy for him. Although his numbers were ridiculous and better than Derrick Rose's and they went to the finals that year. I mean, you know, but they gave it to Derrick Rose. So, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a rough ask. It's a rough ask. And like I said, the best player doesn't always win the, the award every year. Giannis plays tonight, has a triple-double. Let's, let's take a look at it. 11 and 10. Is the game over? Or they, or they, they it's over. Oh. 140. They Ooh. beat um, oh, the Wizards. Yeah. They beat the Wizards. 140 to 128. Yeah. He went 28-11 and 10. Amen. See? If Chick-fil-A don't sign him as a sponsor. They need to. No. They else. need to. Need to do yeah, so uh yeah, and the Celtics in the in the 76 are in the in the heated battle, they're tied up it with three minutes to go in the fourth. Mm. And Yana and B got 46 though. Ooh. 46 okay. and 13. <laughs> 46 well, and 13. So yeah. Well then. And how about this? The Rockets are beating the, the Nuggets by 11 with seven minutes in the fourth left. <laughs> so I mean, again, I don't want to be a voter this year because you got it playing a top three team in the league right now. He got 46. And Jokic is playing for the for the Nuggets tonight, and they're playing against the Rockets, of all people, and losing. So, again, I, I can't say who's going to be the MVP. I can't. I can't. I don't want to be the voter this year. Get some far for knuckle bullshit. That's really, what, that's really what it is. That's really what it is. So, you know, as as we move on, though, let's talk about the standings since we're on the topic, right? The final push, yeah. like the people are playing for their jockey for position tonight, and I don't know what the hell the Nuggets are doing. You call themselves losing to the Rockets when you're trying to. I mean, I get it. The number one seed's kind of in the bag, but you don't want to be limping into the playoffs. I mean, no, no. pun intended for you for Jokic's no. stake. But I mean, come on, that, that's not something that you really want to want to be, you know, on yeah. that type of time when you're trying to make a, a run to the title, right? You're the number one seed, been that way for a while. So why right. why are we, what are we talking about here? But again, all I'm really concerned about is my Lakers for real, for real. I mean, I, I'm mm-hmm. just hoping that they they get past Utah tonight because we we up we up we up uh, eight in with with in with 50 seconds left in the second half quarter. So I'm just gonna uh, you know when we tune off here, I'm gonna tune into that and hope we can get a dub. But um, you know, when we talk about the talk about the final push, the standings here. You know, mm-hmm. who's in, who's out? We got about I guess it was like about three to four games. The season ends on Sunday this week. Easter yep. Sunday. The sun. The season ends on Easter Sunday. Well, amen. <laughs> amen to that. So, <laughs> so we got, you know, I mean, outside of, you know, the Wizards who are flat out out and the club, clearly they didn't, they didn't show up against the Bucks tonight. You know, I guess you can say the, the tenor set is just a matter of who's going to be where. Yeah. You know, um, I think that, you know, barring, you know, barring a complete collapse by the Nets, I want to say the Nets hold the sixth seed. They got yeah. two games up and they only got four to play. Like you would have that, you would have to literally, you know, lose two or three out of the four, you know, to to you know basically, you know, drop down to seven in the playing tournament. So, mm-hmm. you know, eh, I, you know, outside of the Raptors and the Bulls swapping, you know, and, and the Hawks are winning tonight. So yeah. I think that I think that it kind of holds true where we're at right now. Yep, I think totally. I think it kind of holds true because I totally even agree. with a three game lead for the 76ers, uh, you know, the seven seven three game lead on seventy six, even if they beat them tonight, they're not catching them. No. You're not catching them. No. Yeah. So it's a lot, it's a lot of parity here. In the, in, the, in the East, it's a lot of parity. In the West, a whole different ball game. But it's a lot of parity in the East. So you know, do you think yeah. anything changes for you from the East? Like, does it stay this way? 
for the most part. I mean, yeah. like you said, it may be a little change. It may be a change between Chicago and Toronto. Right. But outside of that, I don't see anything changing. It, it, if there was any conference where you're saying, where you would look and say it's set, I would say the Eastern Conference is set as is. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see much, to, you know, an argument. You know, honestly, the tennis set, and I think that you know, I, you know, barring a, a, a flop between Toronto and Chicago, I think that it pretty much holds status quo with it where it's going to be at. So that mm-hmm. would pit the Heat and the Hawks versus each other, and the Raptors and the Bulls versus each other in the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. So, so in that matchup, who you got coming out in the, in 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 the, in the seventh and eighth seed before we move on to the West? Uh, I have the Heat in Toronto. The Heat in Toronto coming out? Yep. Interesting. I'm the, you didn't pick the Hawks. I'm surprised. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm off that. You jumped uh, jump, jump, jump coasts. You went from Atlanta to California, didn't you? Look, at some point, she ain't that cute, right? She ain't that cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's amazing when, you know, she's cute at first, and then you start seeing things, and you realize, you were like, you know what? I really don't like her elbows and her smile is crooked and she do have a cock eye you know it's amazing how things switch and I realize her ears are pointy because you put her head back and realize her ears are pointy yeah you be like <laughs> i never knew your ears were were built like that this is weird are like, you vulcan <laughs> are you part spock what is right. this so when I look at Atlanta man and I look at what has happened with the coach I look at, at the I look at the the contention the 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 internal strife that they have mm. going on I just don't see this being the one hit wonder or the 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 two year um window that mm. they have now right. I just don't see it and again when you put when you pit Miami against Atlanta Mm-hmm. And, and Jimmy G, not Jimmy G, um, Jimmy Butler against Atlanta. He to me, Jimmy, this is what Jimmy thrives in these moments. Right. And they may not go extremely far. But again, this is when you'll see Jimmy rise to the occasion. And the mm-hmm. Bulls are dealing with so much between injuries. Oh, they missed Lonzo Ball so bad, man. man. And, I, and I pray for his future, man. I hope that he comes back and can play basketball, man, because I know that's all he wanted to do in life, you know, is be a basketball yeah. star, and he made it. And just injuries is really killing him right now. But, you know, I don't like – I like the Heat at seven, but I don't know who the hell you're going to give the eight and it doesn't matter. Like, because, I mean, yeah. you look at it like this. No matter who you give it eight, the Hawks, the Raptors, or the Bulls, they're going to get killed by the Bucks. Oh, bro. It's going to be 4 they gonna zero. Dog walk. They're going to get dog walk. You might get an innocent series with the Bucks and the Heat. I mean, seven, Celtics and the Heat. Excuse me. No, no, excuse me. The Celtics and the Heat. Because the Heat is going to be seven. Yeah. The Heat is going to be seven, so they're going to play the Celtics first round. So you might get an entertaining series for a couple of games with the Heat and the Celtics. I'll give you that. But yeah. if anybody plays the Bucks out of that that bottom eight, dog nine, walk. ten, dog walk. Dog yeah, walk. It's going to be basically bad. It's, yeah. It's, we're talking yeah. about stuff in your locker and for hours type of bullying. It's, it's not going to be fun. Oh, man. You, after the first game, you're going to start seeing – Players start making vacation plans. Like, Whoever faces, can't go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they talking to their travel agent. Look, right. uh, after game four, uh, hour later, I want to be on a plane going to an island. Right. Yeah. There you go. You talking about putting money on a sweep? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll put I'll, I'll put that money on it right now. Bet bet that. 
Yes. Read that. Read Read that. Run that. Run that. Run that exactly. here, boy. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I think the East is pretty much set. You know, like I said, it just a, it could be a flip-flop, but again, it doesn't matter. Like, if, you know, it's one of those things where you just exercise if you tell it. I don't give a damn who makes eight or nine. I mean, excuse me, wait, nine or ten. Eight, nine or ten. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's just get to the playoffs. Right. Because whoever problem. gets Let's just get to the playoffs. Because all you're doing for jockeying for that position is to face the Bucks in the first round. That's all you're doing. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all you're doing. So you're getting your playoff money and going home. That's it. That's it. The extra check and then, you know, a few more games on your boat and that's it. Yep. That's it. Now, the Western Conference, oh, my Lord. Oh, like, you know, yeah. when it gets past three, it gets real, mm. real interesting. It gets it's real, tight. real interesting. It's real tight. Tighter than fish booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, boy. Listen, you know, eh, man, it's, it's rough, man. So now, now the, the, the painted picture of, of, you know, four through, let's say, ten, right? I and mean, even mm-hmm. Dallas got an outside chance, but they talking about, Shutting down Kyrie and Luca, and you know, despite them only being one game back in the playing tournament, all this type of nonsense. Actually, I think they're losing tonight, or did they lose already? Um, uh, let's, here. let's see, let's see. Mavericks, no, um, they didn't play, they didn't play tonight. I thought everybody no. played tonight. No, no I don't see it. No, 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 okay, so they're idle, <laughs> they're idle. And uh, tomorrow at eight thirty okay. versus the team that will not be mentioned. Okay, well that's gonna be a rough one. <laughs> that's gonna be a rough one. Yep, because so, that team is winning tonight by eleven. Hey, hello, 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 and and you know one team that I don't really fret over having to play it back to back to them young boys. So you know, so I, I definitely give them credit for that. But you know, you know, it started with the Suns. I mean, they got KD back now, but they still, yep. you know, we still working on. It's kind of like the Nets issue a couple of years ago. They still working on chemistry. Yeah, finally get everybody back healthy. They still working on chemistry, trying to fold everybody back in. You know, Katie's debut didn't go that as planned. You know, he looked look look a little shaky. You know, he's starting to try to work his way back in, trying to get his sea legs under him again. Um, trying mm-hmm. to you know mesh in with CP3 and, and Booker and those guys and Aiton. So that's a that's a storyline within itself. So can they hold four? They got two yep. games up. Um, they're not catching Sacramento. That's that's just not happening. They're not doing that. No. So. Yeah, the Clippers, you know, they're virtually tied with the Warriors at this moment, and they are missing Paul George. Yes. So they got the Lakers tomorrow night. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be a tough that's gonna be a tough game. True. The Warriors, if they're playing away, I mean, who knows? Does anybody guess? Now, the storyline for them though is that they're getting Andrew Wiggins back here shortly. Like he's gonna he's gonna show up tomorrow night to, to be on be with the team. I don't think he's gonna play, but he, we no. might get to see him for the last two games. And they played a night against um Yeah, was it Thunder? Thunder. They played a yeah. night. Yeah, actually it just started. They, 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 the Thunder yeah. up to nothing. It just started. So yeah. so yeah, you got that. Um, you know, with the Thunder, they're fighting for the Tim spot. They only a game up, so they gotta win every game. So then you got the Lakers who are playing the jazz right now. They're mm-hmm. they're kind of in the catbury seat because if the Warriors happen to lose tonight and the Lakers win, they're in the sixties because they own a tiebreaker. They putting um, pressure on the Warriors right now. Big pressure. I mean, we're talking about you know diamonds or coal. Like what, yeah. what you know, what you pressure bust pipes and all the McDiamonds. Yeah. Which one you want? They'll do a barbecue. What you gonna do? That's it. So the Pelicans, you know, was Zion come back? Will he not? You know, the Timberwolves mess around and got. I know, I know. Timberwolves mess around and got everybody back and started losing. <laughs> like, like they lost three in a row. How you get healthy and start losing? Right. I yeah. Lose three yeah. in a row. So we don't know what's going on with them. And the Thunder are always feisty. They're always yes. feisty. Like you, you come in half stepping against them, and SGA and those boys, your junk boys are gonna be like, look here. Uh, we winning this game. Yeah. We winning this game. So 
you know, so where, do, where does this sit for you? Like, how do you feel about the standings in this regard? Like, what do you think? I mean, outside of the top three, obviously, where what do you think stuff ends? Are we, like, so we only got four, three to four games left to talk about here. Uh, I'm going to say this. Be careful of the Lakers right now. Because when you look at it, the Lakers, depending, can go from seven to five quick. Depending on what happens now, this could be a strategy play because, you know, LeBron is always thinking two to three steps ahead. This could be a strategy play on what do they want to do, because right now, as it stands, if everything stayed the same, it would be Denver versus the Pelicans. It would be Memphis versus the Lakers. And then this young gun team versus golden state. So do the Lakers make a push to get to five? Because I think in that instance, I would give the, 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 the edge to Los Angeles. If it stayed the same and the Lakers were the only team that really moved and they got to that fifth spot, Mm -hmm. I would say that would be a tremendous place for them to be for playoff push. Because I mean, they, 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 they have to play the Suns first round. And I give it to the Lakers. Okay. Okay. I will tell you, if I if the Lakers advance to five, I think that is a perfect, as you used, a catbird seat to make a deep push and run into the playoffs. Because you let Denver and, let's say, the Pelicans, you let them battle, mm-hmm. right? You let Memphis and – Let's say Golden State or the Clippers battle. That storyline of Golden State versus the Grizzlies, and and, oh, that's, and that's that's gonna write itself. That's, that's marquee basketball right really there. That's is. everybody's gonna tune in to yeah. see what happens. Uh-huh. But if you let LA get there against the Suns, I just believe with the way LA is playing right now, and you look at who they have, they have the team that can put pressure on Phoenix. Right. You got LeBron back. You got A.D. playing a lot better. You got um, what's what's our guy name? Um, Lilo. Lilo. Oh, no, oh, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, yeah. Austin Reeves. You have him. So when you really look at this Lakers team, sneakily, they have pressure right against Phoenix. And then when you look at who they play next again, let the one and two seed battle themselves and let them play the fray, right? Let mm. them go through them, 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 those rigid, those grinding games. Let them do that. And now you start to catch teams at their second best. Mm. When you now are moving ahead, right? You're you're advancing while everybody else is battling. Listen, man, I'm I'm telling you, people you pay attention. Because the Lakers are in people's rear view and they coming up quick. If That's why I said, what does LeBron do? And I think his push is to get them to that fifth seed and be sitting pretty and let Golden State, Pelicans, and Clippers fight amongst themselves with everybody else. They play Phoenix and move ahead. I, I see what you're doing. I, I see what you're doing. See, you don't want them to have that sixth seed because you don't want them to see – the, the other team in the first round. That's what you're doing. I, I see what you're doing. No, no, I see what you're doing. I, you you don't want to see this. 
Yeah, you don't want you you don't want you rather us play the Suns. I I understand, I understand. Yeah. But yeah. I, all I'm looking for, if we can manage it, if we can manage it, is to get out of the playing tournament altogether because that's just one more yes. game on AD and LeBron's body, and we don't we don't need that. If we can if we can yeah. afford it, we don't need it. Like I rather I, I much rather will. be out of the playing tournament altogether and let people let the younger teams fight that out, and we can we at least be the sixth seed. Now whether you know, because but yet again, you gotta regardless of how you slice it, you know, and where we land at, right? And whatever the Clippers and the Warriors do in their last several games, um, we're going to play, you know, two, you know, two of those teams here in the last stretch of these games. We got the Clippers Wednesday night, and we got the Suns on Friday. So, mm. and then we got to, we finish up with the Jazz on Sunday. So, you know, two of those games are going to be playoff matchups. They're going to be playoff intense. You know, yep. you know, for for large stretches. You know, because it's going to be home and away from home game against the Clippers tomorrow night in Staples, and then we got to go. We got to. I think Phoenix Phoenix comes to us. I think. And we got a home game against Phoenix, yep. so you know we got we got we got with the Jazz again, right? And we got history with the, with the Suns because they put, last time we was in the playoffs they put us out. You know, AD yeah. got hurt that series and we they put us out, so we got history with them too. So you know anything is possible. I'm just looking. I just need for us to be completely healthy because D'Lo's still dealing with a little bit of a foot issue. I need for us to be in the playing tournament, get D'Lo healthy. Don't take any injuries because because AD almost made me you know lose my religion the other night because he stepped on Rudy Gobert's foot and he went down with an ankle, but. So his credit, and I gave him big credit on Twitter. I'm giving credit again now. He gutted it out. He gave him, he gave Rudy Gobert a business. Therefore, after he sprained his ankle, he came back in the game, gave Rudy Gobert a business for the entirety of the night, and they, and they won the game. So that level of toughness and that grit that, that he had in that game, I need that going forward. If I get that from him and LeBron is healthy, I'm not sure. I got questions about his his foot. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know, it's just a bunch of foot issues going around. AD with his foot, you know, Brown with his foot and D'Lo with his foot. We just got a bunch of foot injuries. I don't know. But if we can manage to stay healthy throughout this and, and play minimal games up to this point and get to the playoffs, it's anybody's guess. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not heaping praise on my team until we get there. I'm not, I'm not doing yeah. it because again. You just got to be careful not to kick it. <laughs> you know what? I ain't fooling with you. I ain't fooling with you. You your good dad Listen, jokes. <laughs> here's here's the crazy thing. There's three games left, and what's wild? Uh, I just looked at uh, the Clippers, L.A., and the Suns. Man, this is crazy. There's three games left for the Clippers. Uh-huh. They have the Suns is their last game, right. and they have the Lakers as their next game, and in between that is Portland. I can see them going one for two. In these could. next three games, it's possible. It's possible. And that's you know. going to shift things. LA has a very winnable schedule. I but can what, see that. What, what gives me pause, one. though, for tomorrow's the game, and I'm going to say it this way because AD has not played back to backs since he came back from injury. So, and then they have that in his health mandate right where he normally doesn't play back-to-backs correct so you know i would i would like to have been this is something i've been pushing for as well because every game at this, at this point counts had they played him limited minutes against a, a lesser a lesser opponent the night before he might be able to play a little bit you know in the game you know the very next night but they have been doing that True. so True. if d doesn't come back tomorrow night which i'm not sure if he is he's out tonight i don't know if he can play right. tomorrow night um if he doesn't if d doesn't play ad doesn't play uh, I got, I got, I got my, I got my concerns. I got my concerns. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't matter who plays and, and how much they play and how effective they are on the back to back. So, you know, again, that goes back to my argument about being having back to backs in the first place, but that's a whole other thing for a whole other day. But, True. you know, holistically, man, I think that 
I don't like Dallas' chances at all. I think Utah is completely out. I don't think that yes. I don't like Dallas' chances. They're floundering. They lost their last nope. three, three and seven, the last ten. I think the Thunder get in. I think the Timberwolves somehow get in. I think the Pelicans get in. It doesn't yep. matter who's their seventh seed. It's going to be the Clippers, the Warriors, or the Lakers. Who's going to be their seventh? I think yep. everything else stays status quo for my for my books. I'm right there with you. Okay. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, that's going to uh, do it for our uh, final push for the NBA segment. Take a quick break. We'll run a quick ad, and we'll be back for our uh, NFL Draft Showcase. We're going to do edge rushers for the draft coming up this week. We're going to have an ongoing series about positions of the draft that we want to focus on. So we're going to do edge rushers for the NFL Draft this week before we wrap up the show. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back in a minute and 30. All right, we are back. We are back. That's our ad for our 30-minute lockdown show that airs each and every Thursday at 11 a.m. Give you 30 minutes of heavy and content from the NBA and NFL sports world each and every Thursday and all your public platforms get your podcast from. So check that out if you have not. One of more highly rated shows on the podcast network, man. So check that out if you have not. It's a good show. Uh, we did a nice breakdown uh, last week, so uh, definitely check that out. Not even going to spoil it for you. It's a good show. So check that out if you have not done so already. But, yeah. Let's talk about the NFL draft, man. Uh, we're going to get into it real quick, man. Uh, we're here about, what, about three weeks away? Yeah. Uh, we're in April now, so uh, end of the month will be the NFL draft. And uh, we've been doing an ongoing showcase of uh, positions in in uh, in the draft and who we think is going to be a player uh, that's going to be uh, – we're going to speak their name highly on come Sundays in the, in, the, in that space. So we've done uh, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, did O-line. Uh, tight end. So um, now we can focus on the defense. We're doing the edge rushers this week. So this is the edge rushers the difference for the uh, you know the breakdown from the combine to the draft. Um, so we're going to talk about exactly who, who we feel like is our guy. Like if you had to pick, you know, one, you know, maybe a handful of guys that you know that you had your choice of, who's your guy? Who's the guy you feel like is going to be that guy that's going to you know be a perennial uh, quarterback nightmare? You know, for the foreseeable future. So um, when we talk about those those names in the draft, there's quite a few in this in this class that I that have some uh, notoriety, um, mm-hmm. some well known names, some not. 
Um, you know, guys like Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Luke, Lucas Van Ness, Andre Carter, Nona Smith, you know, just to name a few. Um, so, you know, Coach Kurt, you know, from your perspective, you know, who do you feel like, you know, um, based upon, you know, if you can, you know, even, you know, you can kind of, you know, side from both, you know, you know, me being a defensive guy, I'll give you my best 43 edge rusher, my best 34 edge rusher, you know, that type of deal. So I'll give you, I'll give you a lot of different, uh, you know, schematic uh, reasons why I would draft this guy. But, you know, you know, for, for your perspective, you know, you know, give me a guy or a handful of guys that you really feel like no matter where they go, they're just going to be good. Man, listen, uh, when we've talked about certain positions being shallow or mm-hmm. not deep, right. uh, that is not play into this not draft at all. as no. ed rusher, edge rushers, right? Definitely not. No. Uh, you have your pick of dominance this year when it looks at edge rushers. So I will give you my uh, quote-unquote, let's say, Top five. Okay. Uh, Starting with, I think everyone understands, he is the perennial top tier, number one. Uh, He has been talked about as a freakish athlete uh, from pretty much his freshman year, and that's uh, Alabama defensive end linebacker Will Anderson Jr., right? Right. when you look at what he's put on tape and the crazy thing is he still hasn't really hit. He still hasn't hit his ceiling, right? Even as dominant as he's been in college, he's still quote unquote learning the game. What up, Jack? What's he's still Jack? Learning the game. And that's, that's scary, yeah. right? Some people have said he's in that Derek Thomas mold of defensive ends that can take over the game. And to me, he's the number one defensive end uh, when we look at uh, in this year's draft. Now, two through five, I'm going to put Miles Murphy, number two. I'm going to put Luke Van Ness, Mm -hmm. number three. I'm going to put, and I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but from Northwestern, I'm calling double A, number four. I, I did it. I did it right last week. Let me see if I can do it. I'm turning it over to you. Adetomua Adebowari. I am not in a position to say that's not correct. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Because I wasn't, I, double A. There we go. Double A. Double A. And to me, this is a player that I I truly believe um, is sneaky, but he's dominant. Andre Carter II. I've watched a lot of um, more film on him and what he's done, what he's able to do, how he's played against uh, Power Five competition and Andre Carter has jumped off the screen when you couldn't tell that he wasn't, that he was at a, um, a military school Okay, is there haven't been many that when you look, you could say, Oh man, uh, you are, you are a Clemson and Auburn, a Florida, a Alabama type player. You have me. 
Army dude. Yeah, Army dude, right? Mm-hmm. He comes off that edge. He single-handedly wrecked offenses. He's been unblockable at times. You're looking at a player that has a tremendous wingspan. He has a motor like no other. And I'm telling you, I really believe that Andre Carter is going to have a very prominent NFL career. And even though I have him at number five, mm-hmm. in three to five years, I could say that he could be two or three out of this draft class as far as all pro uh, Pro Bowl type players. He just has that type of talent mm-hmm. to me. Great lean, great bend coming off that edge. He stops the run. Again, he's played at military school. So you've seen, he's seen a lot of wing T type mm-hmm. uh, running downhill games. He's practiced against a very run heavy team. Uh, and he's shown up each and every time. So Andre Carter is my sneaky bet player in this draft, but I think your can't miss is Will Anderson. Um, but those two through five, two through four players, I think are going to be great contributors as well. But this draft, man, you, 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 you can go third and fourth round and still get tremendous talent. And what's crazy is there's probably going to be some second and third day players mm-hmm. that are going to end up making a pro bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that as well. I definitely yeah. like that as well. It's definitely um, a sneaky draft, and I think like a lot of guys that aren't, uh, you know, I guess you can say household names right off. They're yeah. going, they're going to hit in the in the second and third day, and people are going to get themselves a sneaky edge rusher. I mean, we're talking about what's your guy's name from uh, from uh, Detroit that came out of nowhere? What's his name again? James Houston. Yes, yes. So a guy like that, where you didn't think about anything in regards to him being, you know, a perennial, you know, prospect coming out of college. And look what he did back into the season for the for the Houston uh for excuse me, for um his name is Detroit Houston, Lions. Detroit yeah. Lions. Right. So look look at that. So I think a lot of guys in that particular vein, you know, especially some of these guys lower on the list, could be could be those guys. It could be those mm-hmm. guys. So I definitely agree with you. So so to recap, you had yeah, Will Anderson. Number one. Number one. Yep, I yeah. had Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy number, number two. two. Uh, I your your guy. Um, double A three. Uh, double A. He uh, was number four. Okay. Lucas Van Ness was number three, and then Andre Carter was number five. I really want to put Andre Carter number three. Okay, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't name one particular guy on there. Uh, uh, you know, a little bit of injury bug, but he definitely. You know he, you know he shocked their world with at the combine and a lot of other things. But hey, we'll we'll get to him in a minute. I know who but, you're talking about. Yeah, I, I know, know you know talking about. We talked about him a lot. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know it's it's interesting. You know from my perspective, like I said, I you know I'm you know very nuanced when it comes to defense, right? You know we talk about defense. You know I'm just I'm in my I'm in my zone, right? Yeah. So yeah. and of course you know, we can talk all day about Will Anderson, right? Now I will say about the same thing about Will Anderson is this is this that I feel like he's more of a 34 guy. True. You know, 6'4", 243, you know, run yep. like light, and I think he's more of a 34 guy. So if you have a 34-base scheme, you know, I would I would deeply consider using him in my 34 scheme versus my 43. You know, him... Now, him let me ask you this before you keep going. Okay. Do you, do you think he's modeled a little bit like uh, DeMarcus Ware? Do you think he has that type I, of... I, I like freak? that comparison. Yes, I do yeah. like that comparison. Yes, he's built like DeMarcus Ware. You're right. I think he yeah. is. You know, I think Demarcus Ware might be a little bit taller than him for some reason. I feel like Demarcus yeah. Ware is a little bit taller than six four, 
Um, I could be wrong, but I think that he might be a little bit taller. But body frame wise, yeah, and and the okay. way they play the edge as, as a as a as a speed to power kind of guy. Like what I like about Will Anderson is that you know he's one of those guys that can convert speed to power, you know, very quickly. Like you know he give yeah. me that he give me a lot of you know not, not I'm not comparing him exactly, but you know when Von Miller came out of the out of the uh, combine came out of his college, you know he was a guy that they can run like lightning, but he was very powerful. So yeah. it's not as just I'm just not four or five four or six speed and I can just run past you. I can yeah. I can get at you and I can I can start off with a speed rush and I can quickly turn into power and bull rush it. You know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I think Will has that type of repertoire. So I think yeah. that's why he's clear cut the number one guy. But yet again, yeah. your scheme and team means matters for me. Yeah. You know, so if you're yeah. running more of a 34 style defense, and I think he might end up going to the same something like the Cardinals. I'm thinking. So that that would kind of fit. I think they can more more run like a hybrid scheme, but more of a thirty four. So I think he would fit there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but for sure that uh that 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 that, that plays in. So that you know Will Anderson more of a thirty four guy. Um, mm-hmm. I I wanna I wanna give uh, some credit to Miles Murphy. Now Miles Murphy did not play, did not participate in the combine. All right. But his tape though. Miles Murphy, sick. Miles Murphy tape is sickening. You hear me? Yeah. And he's more of a bigger body type. He's 275 pounds. Yes. Right. And he and 21 years old, 25, 275 pounds, six for five. Now he fits mm-hmm. four, three, or three, four. You can pick pick and choose. I still think he has the speed as the 34 edge rusher, but he can he can put his hand in a dirty one of 34 and a four three. Yes. I, I have no I have no issues with this. No matter who gets Miles Murphy, no matter what scheme he run, he's gonna fit. He's gonna fit. I want to give, I want to give uh from a 34 edge perspective, I want to give Will McDonald some some shout out too. We're talking okay. six foot four, six foot three, six foot four, two hundred thirty-six pounds. He's more of an undersized edge for thirty-four. You know, yeah. he's he's a little bit undersized, but I mean, lightning quick. I mean, explosive. I mean, you name it, he's there. He name it, he's there. Mm-hmm. And of course, I have a man crush personally on on Adetomowa Adeboware because you can't you sit here and tell me because uh, he what he does for you is both. He can play inside and outside, and his tape lends to the idea that he is is functional and dominant in both. And like he's he 280 played, pounds. And he runs a four 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 forty. Let's not let's not, let's not sh- overshadow that. He's a 280-pound person that can run four four. So bro. he's a classic 43. He's a three-tech in any scheme, and he's a 43 edge or, or nickel edge that can dominate him from either side. So wherever you want to put him on anywhere in the line, he's going to be good. So that's crazy, and I want to, and I will argue because they a lot of people mocking him as being a second round player. I argue that depending on who's picking on the back end of the first round, they might take a stab at him and just take him in. If if you, if you, you want, if you want a hybrid, gets him. Oh no 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 no, that's not fair. <laughs> you tell me you gonna put Jordan? You gonna put you gonna put uh you gonna put uh what's what's your boy's name from um Alabama last year? Uh, uh the one to run four seven at three hundred and fifty pounds. What's his name? Uh, the nose tackle. Um, ah, I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you gonna put him in the middle. You are gonna put Adabawari on next to him. You are gonna have Asan Reddick on one end, and just pick who you poison who you want on the other end, and they're gonna be rushing the passer for for the whole entire season. That's not fair. <laughs> That's just not fair. It's, it really is it. I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. So uh, meet you at the quarterback. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Are you talking about Landon Dickerson? No, 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 no. Um, the defense oh, tackle, um, Jordan. I think it's Jordan something. What is his name? Dang on it. Keep uh, going. I'll, I'll find it. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. So yeah, that particular aspect of it, like I said, that's just, it's, it's, that's not fair. It, it really isn't. 
Um, you know, so him, him, uh, but, but like I said, double A, as, as you call him, he's, he's one guy that, that I like, um, yeah. they can play anywhere. They can play anywhere. Um, so like I said, Will Anderson's clear cut. I'll, I do, from a gritty perspective, I want to say L- Lucas Van Ness is one for me as a more of a 34, more of a 43 guy. Okay. He ran a four, five forty at 269 pounds. Mm. From Iowa. Mm. Now he's more, he's, he, he gives me a, a stronger Aiden Hutchinson vibe. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, give me a, he's a 43 guy. He's a 43 guy. So if you're strictly a 43 team, Lucas Van Ness will be the guy that you can pick and he will be he'll be uh cuz I mean, he I mean, he didn't do anything wrong at all from from a combine or pro day perspective. Like he ran fast, he had a great vertical jump for his size, great bench, great broad. I mean, cone, he did everything. He did cone, he did shot, he did the whole thing. Ran a 4540, you know, for at 269 pounds. So what what more can you ask for? And he has quite a bit of a you know, quite a bit of a grit, and you know, from a passer's perspective, he's you know he's very, really a strong, gritty guy. So, are I you talking he, about Jordan Davis from, yeah, from Jordan Davis? Jordan? That's it, Jordan Davis. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's really unfair, man. It, it is. It really is. So, um, but yeah, like I said, that's that's not even right. But yeah, but yeah. so for for me, like I said, you know, you can't go wrong. You know, like I said, I, I'm a, I have a bad crush on Double A. You know, um, Will McDonald, Will McDonald. Miles Murphy, Lucas Van Ness, and Will Anderson. Like that, that that's boom. That's right there. If I had to anybody, you know, and I, I gave you a little bit of 34 and a 43, you know, type of vibe. Like I gave you a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you run, the, any, the, any of these guys could work. Now, honorable mention, I want to give kudos to Nolan Smith because again, six foot three, 235 pounds, runs a four yeah. three forty. Yes. You know, I think he needs to put on about 10 pounds if he's gonna be an edge rusher True. in the league. But True. that level of athleticism and his barrage of moves from the edge is is something to you know, to behold. So whoever glands him in the late first or early second round is going to get a baller. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. And I, I love what you said about Lucas Van Ness being that Aiden Hutchison just, you know, grinder. He just doesn't stop. You know, I'm not going to use the, the terms that normal people use, but he does have that relentlessness. Um, and he, he, he does not because of complexion, but because of play style and type. He does play and remind me of Aiden Hutchinson. Yep, yep, I like that. I definitely like that. So again, it just depends, it depends on what your flavor is, what you what you what you like from a scheme perspective. Like it's it just really boils down to that. But again, I, if I had to if I had to put on you know put on paper who, who's gonna who's gonna be a dog regardless, I said I think Will Adams is gonna be a dog. I think Lucas Vanessa is gonna be a dog. I think I think Miles Murphy is gonna be a dog. And I think Will McDonald the fourth is gonna be a dog. And I think Double A is gonna be a dog. Like it doesn't doesn't matter. Where they play, if you just on on third down, on second along and third third down, yeah, get, get ready, <laughs> get ready because they 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 definitely want to bring the drama. They definitely going to bring the drama. I like what you said about Will Anderson. I think he's the one player that really is scheme dependent. I think he would be slightly at a disadvantage if he went to a strong dominant four three team. I think he really I, I to maximize his ability he should be in a three four scheme. And, I, and I, that's why I think the Cardinals are targeting him heavy because I think that he's going to fit their scheme because you got to look at it from from their personnel perspective. I think they got they're 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 a hybrid team and a lot of teams you got to also realize that too based on personnel a team's run a lot of nickel now. Like it's yes. not a it's, it's not a base heavy offense or base heavy defense anymore. Like teams come on through our series, you know, 60 70% of the time now. Like they're not yep. lining up with two tight ends, two two backs anymore, a whole lot. Unless it's you know nope. first heavy rundown, first down, like you get the Browns or or the Dolphins in certain perspectives. But most teams are coming out, but they're coming out in eleven personnel. 
Yeah. Coming out of 11 personnel. Yeah. So, so you go, you're gonna play a lot of nickel. You're gonna match up and play a lot of nickel as well. But from a base perspective, if you line up in your base package, then yeah, well, Anderson's your 34 guy. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a 34 guy. Now, you know, I do have some questions about his edge setting and his ability to stop the run, but a pure pass rusher, oh yeah, you're getting you're getting a start of day one. Yeah, you're getting true. a start of day one. You know, and I, and I feel I feel similar to about about, about uh, uh I think that he's going to be a, a day one starter, and I think you can move mm-hmm. him around. Um, I don't have any questions at all about his run stopping ability or his pass rushing ability. To be honest, and true. honestly and truly, I really feel like that you know you know he's going to shock people with his interior air rushing abilities. Like, yeah, you know, he's two eighty two. That's what I'm saying. And he's going to probably he's going to probably. I strongly believe he's going to put on those other 18 pounds in the NFL and be sitting right at 300. Right. Yeah. So, again, you know, like I said, he's going to flourish no matter where he goes. And I think people, yeah. would, he's going to be still of the draft, in my opinion. Like, we kind of know, you know, we've seen Lucas, we've seen Will, we've seen Tyree Wilson. I, 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 I let Tyree Wilson out. I mean, they mean to leave him out either. Tyree yeah. Wilson's going to be a player. You know, yeah. Nolan Smith's going to be an athlete. Well, McDonald's going to be an athlete. But at a tomorrow, I'm telling you, did that dude his tape impressed me more than his combine? He that dude he, that like I said, I watched him. I saw him in the combine. I was like, damn, who was that? So I, he kind of rose up my board a little bit, and I was like, then I saw his tape. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's, that, that's the seal of approval. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> like when you when you're pushing, you know, first round, you know, guaranteed first round tackles around and, and yeah. in the, in the uh, senior bowl. And then one on one workouts and things of that nature, and you're doing that. Oh yeah, he's that dude. He's yeah. that dude. I mean, he. I mean, like I said, he's he's a classic guy that's gonna have his hand in the dirt. Like like him him and Will Anderson are completely converse. I think Will Anderson standing up is he's his best at standing up. Yes. He's not as he's not as dominant to me with his hand in the dirt. No. But if but but double A, his hand is gonna be in the dirt even in the three tech or five or nine. And he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get after the quarterback from inside or outside. Doesn't matter. Yep. Doesn't matter. So yeah, Jack, we're gonna link up, buddy. Like I said, you know, I, your phone is dying. You know, said we missed it today, but listen, we, I'm gonna I'm find you on Instagram. We're gonna link up. I definitely want to bring you on the show, man. Uh, appreciate your support for coming through each and every week and giving out your opinion. And to go back to your comment about the Kings, you just missed it. We just talked about the Kings literally five minutes before you got here. Um, Coach Curry doesn't want to say their name, but he's big on their. Uh, ability to get far in the playoffs. He's definitely on the bandwagon with you. He's yes. on the bandwagon with you. Let you know he's definitely he's weird. He's right there with you. So you've been a Kings fan, you've been a Lakers fan. I know that you know we got we got conflicting interests, but Coach Kurt is definitely on the bandwagon with you as far as the yes. Kings being good. Yes. So we'll we'll yeah. see how this shakes out because uh, we're gonna talk about that much more next week because uh, we're gonna have a hundredth episode next week and we're gonna have a bunch of guests. And we're going to talk about the playoffs in its entirety because the playoffs will be locked in and set, and the playing yeah. tournament will be going on. So between our guests and and who we're going to and what we're going to have for the show, man, it's going to be a really epic one. So catch that, um, you know, be live and direct and be ready live at nine o'clock on Tuesday, man, because we're going to be definitely going in. It's going to be a really good show. So um, you know, until next week, we're going to bring it. You know, we're going to bring the show to a close. But I want to thank everybody that's watched this live and catch us on replay. Subscribe if you're new. Like the show. Let me let them know that the algorithm is booming and we're here to stay. And 100 is here, man. We're going to be here yeah. next week. Bring you that always that 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 real rap, unfiltered content of yeah. the news of the NBA and NFL sports world. But in the meantime, between time, that's Coach Kurt. I'm Coach Defense. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up. And lock it down.